Wrestling fans, welcome to another edition of WPOV Global. I'm your host. I usually at this time would say the legend, TJ Logan, but today I'm going to be the Iron Man, TJ Logan, followed by the gentleman slash cut that. He's not the gentleman today. He is the Iron Boy, my sidekick, Elio Canella. That's right, we're WPOV Global, and we're the guys who, from the day we started on this show, we have done every single episode and not missed one. Do you know what, Elio? Yes, sir. What's that? This is my 51st episode in a row, and it's episode 51. I've been here since day one. Now, we got you on on episode six. Episode six. You have not missed one episode since you've been on. We are Mr. No Days Off. Now, now to put this into no, perspective, no weeks off. No, we to put this into perspective, fans who who listened from episode one, I had a co-host who lasted exactly one episode. <laughs> oh wow! Who then felt too, who 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 bugged out in the middle of episode two and then quit <laughs> episode wow. three. Yeah. Jeez. And then episodes four and five, I had Rick Serrano uh, filling in, and then. Episode 6, born to the global family, a young Canadian boy, made of iron because he stayed in for now 44 episodes. We're talking about the gentleman, Elio Canella, joined this team. And you want to know what? I'm not the kind of guy to be too braggity. Well, maybe. But I would like to point out that that means I have done almost a year's straight every week this show. You are coming close to that. And I will like you to know that the guys over at WPOV, they ain't so Iron Man-like at all. They're not even Iron Ladies. I'm looking at you too, Mimi. Each one of those guys in this year alone have missed how many episodes? And I would know this because both me and Elio have filled in for the missing people on, on, the, on the POV this show. This is true. So, fans, do know that this week you picked the Iron Men of podcasting, not the marshmallow women that usually do the WPOV. Uh... Today, we're going to be talking some wrestling. We're going to have some fun. We're going to go across the world. We're going to be in Japan, England, and a bunch of other places. But you know what? Uh, Elio, first of all, how you been doing, my friend? How has your week been going? Uh, my week's been great. Yeah, anything anything to report on the... Well, I know most of your reports get the X-rated <laughs> from the censors, but anything you could tell us in a family-like nature? No, we just... Uh, Monday, we had... This weekend was a long weekend, Thanksgiving here, so... Just had a quiet Thanksgiving dinner. Yep, that's right. For all you American fans wondering, wow, what the hell are they talking about? In Canada, we celebrate our Thanksgiving a month earlier. I think they call it Columbus Day down there. Yes. So, um, while we're not going to talk about white expansionists and colonialism wiping out the indigenous people. No, no, let's, <laughs> let's get into some wrestling. Uh, I got to do one quick question, though, Elliot. I got to ask. Is your, blood, is your blood still sponsored by Bud Light? Yes, it is. Absolutely. And a whole bunch of, a whole, whole bunch of other companies as well. 
Oh, my friend, my friend, I don't know what to do with you. I know there's 12 steps that'll help you, but I'm pretty sure you're going to skip six of them. <laughs> well, you know what? Let's take a look at uh, every week, folks, we like to put up a poll. Mm-hmm. That's where we would like to get you, the people, get your opinions out there. Sometimes you guys give us opinions, which is always super mm-hmm. nice. Um, this week we had an interesting type question, okay? Um, lately we've been talking quite a bit about ROH, Ring of Honor. Now, longtime uh, fans know that me and Elio have, for a long time, we've been supporters of our ROH. I mean, we watched yep. it in the early days, you know? I used to order tapes, Elio. I used to have to order tapes from uh, ROH. They'd come through the mail. Well, not tapes. They were like DVDs. And, uh, you know, it would take longer because we're in Canada. They'd hold them up, and sometimes I'd have to pay extra right. things on them. But I paid for them. And uh, at the time, the ROH belt was getting bigger and bigger. Uh, Samoa Joe took it across to England, defeated it, uh, defended it once or twice there. And people just dis- recognized it as a world championship uh, caliber title. This day and age, though, I'm starting to question the validity of calling it a world title. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, give me your opinion. In your mind, is the ROH belt a world title still? I don't know. I mean, okay, so it's been defended around the world, but... Um, Lately, it's uh, become more of a. I think it's become more of a company championship rather than a world championship because it used to mean a lot more in the early days of ROH. Whereas now, with the way the show has been going lately. Okay. Well, I got to tell you. Uh, to me, I equate this question in my mind. Uh, growing up in the uh, mid '80s, mm-hmm. I I was a massive AWA uh, wrestling fan. Used to love. Yep. It. Yep. Uh, Nick Bockwinkle, Rick Martel, Stan Hansen. These guys were like, they were, the AWA to me was the company. And I know that sounds weird. You know, I know WWE was starting to make a big jump in with, with the rock and roll connection. And, and you had uh, the NWA was getting really hot with Ric Flair. But I loved AWA wrestling. And I considered it a world championship belt. Okay. I used to I used to watch it whenever I could or whenever it was on television. Well, there did become a point uh, in the late 80s, where I had to realize and, and admit that the AWA belt was only a world title in name. Mm-hmm. Um, at one time, it meant a lot, but it got to the point where when Larry Zbysko was carrying it at the end that nobody really cared anymore. The AWA was kind of like, a, it had become a regional promotion again with a, a world title. And that was because the lack of interest in the product and the lack of fans watching it. Now, that's why I put this up, because at one time, the ROH belt was considered the third world title out there. Yep. But lately, the amount of fans watching the show has decreased. Their mm-hmm. pay-per-views, we mentioned last week, had a drastic drop-off rate for the last See, couple. I don't even know, because we haven't been watching ROH, I, I don't even know if uh, they mentioned that glory. there was a Glory by Honor pay-per-view this uh, past weekend. Yeah, I don't think much people, I don't think a lot of people cared or knew. I, w- yeah. I would have known if I hadn't gone on to uh, the, what, that site to watch uh, Kings of Pro. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. And you know what? Um, so we both, I guess I have to agree with you. I consider it a company title now. You consider it a company title now. I'm very surprised, though, at the voting. It was close, but not super close. 55% of the voters out there said they still considered a world championship. And. Oh. I ask then, how come those people aren't actually watching ROH? Because they need all. <laughs> they are their ratings are at all time low right now. Yeah. So I mean, 
How can you consider it a world title if you're not even watching it? I really <laughs> care to see the champion defend his belt. All right. Um, we had one comment uh, from Simon Christopher Davis. Mm-hmm. And in some ways I could see this, but the, the fact is I think this is an idiotic thing to say, okay? I believe I've seen it defense. I believe I've seen it defended. Uh, def- I mean, he must have meant defended because defended, it is correct. Yep. Defends in other countries. <laughs> So technically, it's a world champion. It's a okay. I'm not even going to pick apart the the, the English language here, but uh, what he's saying is because it was defended in other countries, it's, it should be recognized as a world champion. Hmm. Okay. Under that thinking, I know even in Western Canada, a couple belts that went to Australia and stuff and were defended once or twice doesn't make them all of a sudden world title. <laughs> Just <laughs> means some promoter lets you walk out with a piece of tin wrapped around your uh, belt. You know what I mean? It's. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to agree, disagree with that comment. Okay. Uh, the prestige is just not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and fans, if 55% of you really do believe that, then please support ROH. Go watch the show. Make a resurgence. Help them get back on track. Because lately, you know, Elio made a good point. There was a pay-per-view of them this weekend. I could have watched that thing for free, and I didn't even really care. And you know, I have was friends. Like, there, was actually, there was actually one thing that bothered me about that uh, pay-per-view. What was that? Now, do you remember when um when we, when we were watching ROH, we were, like, all, like, we were, like, huge fans of PCO. Yes. Okay, and, like, in that whole look they had, well, on this, uh, on, uh, this glory on her. When he came out, he came out dressed as, I guess, Sir Frankenstein, and they called him the French Canadian Frankenstein. <laughs> okay. And I, like they had him painted up like one, like his face, uh, like they had it white makeup, and they had like black circles around his eyes, as opposed to the usual paint that he has on his around his eyes. So, and this, why did this upset you? Ah, uh, was just it wasn't the same. It didn't look the same PCO that uh, we've. Uh, been watching so you feel they've gone a little too cheaply with uh yeah like and he 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 wrestles in a black uh, um suit suit jacket well i guess some people i mean we, we we have made comments that roh might need to like you know switch things up in their presentation maybe that's just kind of an attempt to to make a pco a larger than life character which he kind of wrestles as so yep. I, I don't I don't know. I gotta admit I didn't watch the pay per view. I, I okay. wasn't interested. Uh so I'm gonna actually now probably look back at least go back and look at that match to see what you're talking about with PCO. Okay. And Okay, fair enough. Yep. All right, you know what? We have a bit of news to report uh this week. Uh a few title changes. Uh ROH, which I know I didn't watch, but Elio did tell me that I do believe the Women of Honor title returned to Kelly Klein as she defeats Angelina Love. Yes. On that on that pay per view, uh, another uh, title to, uh, or I guess another bit of news, and we're not really going to talk about the title change yet, but uh, John Moxley stripped of the New Japan Pro Wrestling U.S. title mm-hmm. for failure to for failure to make a defense. They had uh, the two top contenders they felt for that belt face each other at the uh, King of uh, Pro Wrestling, and we're going to talk about that pretty soon here. Uh, that crown the new u.s champion we're not going to say it now folks we'll get into it but uh let's take our uh, let's turn our attention right now over to um our hot topic of the week okay 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 now me and me and elio going into <laughs> this we had started with the idea of a hot topic which we had noticed a lot of kind of hard 
not just hardcore wrestling, but bloody and and and, and yeah. stuff appearing in AEW. And originally we were going to talk about that, but then we started talking about how we don't necessarily hate so-called hardcore matches. Mm-hmm. We just hate the deathmatch aspects of stuff. Yeah. And we're and and so we're going to have another poll here and we're wondering fans, is there room in today's society for the deathmatch? I mean the hard oh. would you rather I mean, are you more of a fan of a hardcore match? And I'm talking those are the matches where maybe there's uh, uh, no rules. Maybe you can fight in the audience. Maybe there's the kendo, the, the kendo stick comes out, or maybe the if occasional you, chair. If you, if you have hardcore matches, it should be chairs, tables, kendo sticks maybe, but none of this thumbtacks, staples, and no, oh, none of that. When I see the staple gun come out, it just annoys me so much. Yep. Uh, you're right. Uh, glass. Thumbtacks. We've seen, and and it, 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 I think there's a line in my mind of of like where you draw fantasy. Uh, like let's face it, you know we watch wrestling for the fantasy aspect of the fighting. Yep. But where do we draw that line when the fighting becomes so disgusting? And and that's what it becomes. I mean, it's kind of cool when you see them fight with a chair or a kendo stick, or they're fighting in the crowd or that kind of stuff. Right. That that can be fun. But I never in my mind. Mo- Never, Elio, in my darkest fantasies, have I ever dress- dreamt that I was a wrestler and that I dropped somebody on a bunch of thumbtacks. No, ew, no. <laughs> or, I, or I took a staple gun and stapled a dollar bill to their face or their <laughs> tongue to a... Like, this is... No, that's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's so revolting that, it, yep. for me, it strips away the fantasy of what I like about wrestling and turns and it, it into makes you, just, it makes you not want to watch. Right, it it makes me think. Okay, when I was young, I remember being uh, maybe like maybe like twelve years old, and okay. uh, we we had a big fair out here, which we call Klondike Days in Edmonton, and it's like a big uh, uh, state fair for you Americans. And and uh, uh, they'd have this fair every year for like ten days. And back in this day, I remember being like twelve years old, and my parents taking me, and we're walking along, and there was this uh, tent for freak show. It was called. Uh-oh. Okay. And it involved people like piercing things through their body oh. and, and eating glass and all this disgusting stuff. And even at that young age, I in my head I just thought that is I don't want to see that, right? That's that's that doesn't interest me. So when I turn on a match like a couple weeks ago where we saw Jimmy Havoc uh, put thumbtacks in someone's mouth and then kick them in the face, um, I, I I'm sorry, but that is so depraved in my mind that. <laughs> It takes out all of what I think is good about wrestling and fills yep. that idea with just garbage and crap. Yep. Now, you, you go agree. on a bit. You, you tell me how you feel about the whole art. Yeah, hard no, I, I, I agree. Uh, I agree. I'm not, I'm not a fan. Like, whenever whenever um they have all they have these matches, okay, hardcore, like I was saying, hardcore matches are cool. They're okay. You're fighting the crowd. You're fighting at ringside, using chairs, tables, whatever. But none of these, uh, when when they start taking out the thumbtacks, staple guns, even the barbed wire, no, that's when I start turning it away. That's when I just want to turn my TV off. Well, you know, I have a lot of friends that I grew up who uh, would say to me, you like pro wrestling, but how come you don't like MMA? And I tell them this. <laughs> um, yes, pro wrestling in its very, I mean, if you strip it down to its, its common basicness, yeah, it's a couple guys dressed in in tights sweating on each other and grappling. Yeah. 
But but okay. in MMA in MMA you get hit. <laughs> like here's real. the difference. Yeah. Now I say to people, why don't I watch MMA and why do I watch wrestling? Well, I like the fantasy idea of wrestling that two guys would get in this horrendous uh, contest, yep. and that one of them would win and one would lose. But in the end, nobody really really gets hurt unless a right. step happens. Right. Uh, and MMA, when you're taking shots to the head with knees to the head, you can't tell me that that doesn't add up, that that doesn't hurt people. Um, if I want to see people really get beat up, uh, punched around, whatever, I'll just hang out by a bar on a Saturday night and watch <laughs> at the closing time, watch two bums go at it. I mean, <laughs> I have no interest in that. It doesn't, I don't find it cool. I was never the guy who was like, oh, let's go watch some people fight, you know? Uh, that's why wrestling is fun because it is that fantasy of good versus evil. Um, yes. It's that fantasy of the the small guy rising up against the bad guy, uh, the guy overcoming the odds. But in the end of the day, nobody really walks out really hurt unless right. they've slipped up somewhere and, and accidentally hurt themselves. That I like. I don't like the idea of actually hitting people repeatedly. So the problem here with death matches, I'm not even going to call them hardcore anymore. They're, I think death match is what we're going to call those kind of things. Um, you can't. I can't believe. Fake. I can't believe. Sorry, I can't believe companies like CCW are, uh, are, still, are still doing around. this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, IWA still does uh, King of the Death matches and Queen of the Death matches now. Um, oh, see that—that's even worse when it's like a women's matches and they have like those kind of matches now. Yeah. Um. I, 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 you cannot fake. Okay, you can hit somebody with a chair, and you see in wrestling. If you watch, if you watch closely, you'll see how they protect themselves. How sometimes, most time, they're hitting them on the shoulders, not really the head, yep. and, and this kind of stuff. And you can, and you can sell that and make it look tremendous. It looks awesome. You know what you can't sell? You know what you can't fake, Elio? What's that? You can't fake landing on thumbtacks. You can't take you can't fake right. barbed wire yep. across the face. You can't fake glass mm-hmm. uh, being smashed in your face. You can't fake lighting tubes cracked across your back. Like um, I, I, I caught I caught uh, one part of uh, the main event of tonight's AEW, which we'll get into. Yeah. That uh, when I saw it, uh, I could, they clearly showed uh, the way the guy landed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Here, hey, here's a great uh, example, folks. I can remember years ago, uh, the current wrestler in the WWE known as Jinder Mahal. Uh, I knew Jinder Mahal back when he was wrestling here in Western Canada as Tiger Singh. And uh, Tiger not, was in a... Not, 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 not Okay. <laughs> I was going to say Tiger Singh, what? No, no, not... This is... Anyhow. So Tiger and uh, Gama Singh Jr. were a tag team out here. Right. And uh, I seen them get into a hardcore match which involved Abdullah the Butcher and um, uh, what is that guy, Hannibal? Do you know uh, Nicholson, Devin Nicholson? Uh, He calls himself Hannibal anyways. So anyways, they're fighting these guys. And uh, this guy, I think it might have been Abdullah, takes a a light tube and smashes it across the back of Janine Hall's neck and shoulders. That guy's a perfect example. Abdullah the Butcher. Now, here... Like uh, like for a while, uh, we on Sundays at three p.m. We used to get international wrestling from Montreal. He was always featured on there, and he was always involved in some sort of bloody match. Yeah, yeah, and it was always disgusting. Yeah, and now I remember Tiger, or Jinder Mahal here, taking that light tube smashed across the, his shoulders and his back, right, 
And I remember talking to him a month later and said, hey, yeah. how's things going? And I said, hey, uh, when you got hit with that light tube, how bad was it? And he goes, well, it hurt a bit. He goes, but what really sucks, he goes, is I still, to this day, every now and then, I feel a piece of glass fall out of my back or I scratch and pull a piece oh, of glass out of ow. my back like a oh. month later. Wow. Um, I don't think there's anything cool about that. No. Um, you know, there's nothing cool about trying to destroy someone, trying to bleed somebody severely, trying to, you know, like you watch Abdullah matches and he's stabbing people in the forehead. Yeah, with a you fork. Know, like, with a fork. And those things, I I don't know why why these, these things still exist because apparently the audience for it isn't that big. I mean, have you ever, I mean, I challenge any of you fans to go look up on YouTube or someplace, look up the current King of Deathmatch things, you know, they'll have some guys fighting with like 30 freaking uh, light tubes and tacks and glass, but you look at the audience and you see maybe like 20 people, <laughs> you know, people aren't going to see this. I mean, they're making their money by selling it over, you know, like tapes of it. You know, you know, you know, you know, you've seen those 20 people. Yeah. The <laughs> they, they, were part of the, they were part of the Attitude Era. Yeah, <laughs> the last 20 left. Um, <laughs> you know what? It, so in this day and age, it still boggles my mind that there are, are death matches. Yep. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think I want to know what you fans think. Obviously, me and Elio have told you we're not the fans of this kind of stuff. And we find it hard to believe that this stuff still goes on today. In this day and age, when, when there's bloodborne diseases, when you can get hepatitis C, where you you know, where just so many things like so many dangerous things in these matches that we know about health wise. How is it that these matches still exist? So I want to know, fans, and I want you to really be honest out here. In this day and age, should there be these so called death matches, or should they, or should they draw the line at just having matches, the hardcore match, I'm which means, to see you know, how chairs, many tables. I'm yeah, curious like to see how many comments we get. <laughs> Yes, and fans, please, when you vote, tell me why you vote. Right on. <laughs> tell us what you think. And and you know what? You can write us here at Wrestling POV. Uh, you can find us on the Facebook page, Wrestling POV Podcast. Mm -hmm. You can put uh, ads to the poll. And please, fill in a comment. Elio, there's some other places people can reach us. Oh, you got Instagram if at uh, Wrestling POV1 and uh, Twitter, Wrestling POV. You know what? Uh, I am curious, fans. Please do write. Are you okay? Yeah, I just I took a glass of water. That's Aww. okay. It wasn't calm down. It wasn't booze, <laughs> Elio. I'm not I'm not hoarding it on you, buddy. Uh, I would right. share. I would share. Okay, all so right. fans, please do comment in now. Well, you, um, well, you've checked up on me in the past episode, so I have to check up on you. I know, I know, but I'm not the I'm not the alcoholic who falls down flat on his face, so. <laughs> I'm looking after you, buddy. Anyhow, uh, so yes, that'll be our poll for next week. Um, we're curious to see, okay? We'll, we'll, we'll try and word it a little better so not convoluted, but it will be up this week. Also, hey, you know what? Since there is polls, we should throw up another poll, Elio, because I know me and oh. you will be curious about this. Oh, All right? okay. What's this? All right. The poll will be this. Mm -hmm. Is it more... Oh, no, maybe. You know what? I'm going to think about it. Let me think about this one to... to it's a little dicey, and it involves me and you being the Iron Men of the uh, POV uh, family versus the Jello spined weaklings at Wrestling POV. So we're gonna have to figure out how to word this. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna figure out how to word this next poll, but it's gonna have to do with uh, 
us never missing an episode and even filling in for the other guys. So we'll figure something out there during the week, folks. Uh, but you know what? Let's turn our attention now to New Japan, okay? Okay. Oh, wait. Wait, before we go to New Japan, I want to quickly oh. mention this, and I'm going to mention it at the end again. Coming up, we love to do our uh, POV points game. All yes. Right? Uh, there will not be one for Crown Jewel. I know we didn't have one for Hell in a Cell, and that was because the WWE screwed everyone and us over by not even telling us what the heck the matches were going to be. Which was um, stupid. Yeah. And it wasn't, it, was, it wasn't interesting. It was just stupid. It was stupid. Now, um, there will be one. Wrestling POV will be running one, but mm-hmm. they're not going to be running it for this uh, Crown Jewel, okay? You know, that's something that we don't really – it's something that's a little disgusting to all of us. Yep. At the POV family here, we we're we're not cool with uh, this whole, you know, matches being promoted by like a country that just, you know, suppresses everything and anybody. It's it's disgusting. The WWE looks dirty doing this. Yep. We don't want a lot to do with it. So we're, I mean, I don't even know if I'm going to watch it. I'll be honest, Elio. I didn't watch any of the other ones. I probably I will didn't not watch, watch this any one. other ones. I was asked to cover some of them. I'm like, nope, nope. It, this goes against a lot of stuff, I believe, and uh, as such, uh, POV will not be doing a points game. However, we will be doing a points game for the upcoming Survivor Series. can't believe it's already here, Survivor Series. I know, this year has gone so freaking quick. Jeez. I mean, I guess I guess when every single week you show up and do your podcast, time does go high. <laughs> oh. I guess the, P- the, the POV guys probably wouldn't know this as much as us, but anyhow, anyhow. Um, so... Wow. <laughs> so there is going to be some prizes at this. Mm-hmm. Uh, po- and uh, they're being a little bit kind of uh, murky about it. I've been asking what exactly, like, what do we tell the good people about the prizes? And, uh, well, they said that they're going to be giving out clues coming up. Okay. And I have something from the president himself. All right. Yeah. I, believe um, I, saw, I saw this word as one of the first clues. Yeah. Now, it says that there will be clues given away. It says the POV Points Game Survivor Series will be a prize giveaway. Mm-hmm. A, clue, a clue to tell the people it will be crazy. And they put crazy in, like, uh, italics, like saying that crazy is some kind of clue. This comes mm-hmm. from the Wrestling POV present. Next week, he'll give us another clue. So I, I'm already interested. I mean, obviously, me and you cannot win the prize, but I'm interested to see... When somebody does win the prize, what this prize is going to be. Should be interesting. Should be interesting. You know what? Uh, let's take a quick look now at the King of Pro Wrestling. Okay? That okay. is the New Japan right. uh, pay-per-view. I, I guess it's hard to tell. with It's it's the big show. And we like to uh, to cover the ones that are, are like this. All right, fans? So, King of Pro Wrestling. Um, it was sort of funny because I started watching it. And I remember saying to Elio... I said, hey, Elio, you got to check out this one match, and for sure. And you know and me, I, started... I, never ch- I never check out just one match. That is true, and it was funny I always, because... I always watch the whole show. Yeah, it ended up uh, Elio watched the whole show, which I'm glad he did, because after I watched it, I realized the next day I, I should have said, hey, check out the whole show. It, it's actually <laughs> got a lot of good stuff on it. So um, let's quickly go over the show, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, some of the interesting th- stuff that we saw on it. Um, all right. All right. So we're back. At, we're, <laughs> New Japan just comes back from, um, well, they're, I'm going to say, less than successful tour here in the United States. Mm-hmm. It wasn't exactly the best thing. But uh, so anyways, 
They head back to Japan. They're in Tokyo, and this is called the King of Pro Wrestling. And some of the matches on here were – we're just going to go over really quickly. Uh, okay. Opening match, uh, we had uh, the returning El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru taking on Sho and Yo. Yep. Uh, I found it to be a pretty fast-paced match. Interesting. Desperado has been out for a while. The fans, despite the fact he's a bad guy, people were cheering him like crazy. He got the pin on show. What do you think of the match? Good or good or bad? Uh, so it was a good match. This was a good opener. Good opener. Yeah. Uh, in the in the second match, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Tomoko Hanma take on Toriyano and Togi Makabe. Uh, a really kind of comedy match with lots of funny stuff going on, which sometimes you get, especially with Yano. Definitely yeah, Toriano Toriano is a comedian in there. And I don't know what to think about Hanma. He's sort of ridiculous. He's like this. Chinese, he, like Jap- he, Japanese he, version of Hulk Hogan. I was just about to say that. Isn't that uh, what you call the Japanese version of Hulk Hogan? Yeah, only Hulk Hogan seems to have more wrestling moves than Hanma. Hanma <laughs> slaps his head and headbutts you. Uh, oh, however, Tanahashi gets the pin. Um, the third match, Shingo Tagagi and Tetsuo Naito of Los Ignobles take yeah. on Tai Chi and Doki. Ooh. Uh, this oh. match... Uh, Naito gets the win. However, he is going to get a title shot against uh, against Tai Chi coming up, and um, Tai Chi jumped him at the end of the match and was really in his face. It was kind of weird to see Tai Chi I saw being he, such a. I saw me. He got a Mikey. Uh, he uh, leaned down and called Naito weak. Yeah, yeah. He really, uh, really reveled in his. Uh, his now, dominance now, I, I, I have a question. You said uh, Naito gets a title shot against uh, Tai Chi. Which champion is Tai Chi? Uh, isn't Tai Chi the uh, never? Isn't he open? Never weight? Open weight? Is he? Or is it, yeah, I think he is. They, okay. They have see. they have a match coming up, and it, it's going to be very interesting. Oh, okay. To say right. the least. Um, then we had now this match mm-hmm. is something that had been building for a while. We had Juice and Thunder Liger taking on Minoru Suzuki. We talked about. Suzuki attacking Liger so many times, bringing out the Dark Liger. Then they get this match. Uh, this match didn't go the way I thought it would go at all. Uh, Suzuki beats Liger pretty convincingly, beats him down pretty hard. No, wait, no, wait. Is this the, is this the final match? I would think it would be. I, I don't uh, see where you go from here. There was no controversy. Uh, I mean, Suzuki... No, see, be, be, because uh, we kept talking about like, uh, what Liger's match uh, at uh, Rust Kingdom, who that would be against. I don't and know, we, maybe... We, we, we were saying it uh, might have been against Suzuki. It might be, but I mean, Suz- I didn't expect this match to come so quick, but it came. I mean, it's not like Liger... It's not like Suzuki here got like a fluke victory or a cheat victory. He right. was pretty dominant, and he slapped the crap out of Liger. Okay. Uh, the only thing that I, I found really interesting is at the very end of the match, mm-hmm. after Suzuki won, he goes into the crowd, grabs a chair like he usually does, right. gets in the ring, and goes to attack Liger like he usually does all his opponents, but then he stopped, put the chair down, looked at Liger, and then got on his knees and bowed before him as a sign wow. of total respect. Wow. And for one, one second, everyone just gasped. And then Suzuki got up and walked out as if nothing and went to the back. That, my wow. friends, was the coolest thing that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, you don't, you don't usually see uh, Suzuki do stuff like that. Nope. 
No, it's hard to even win his... It's hard to get him to like you, let alone respect you. <laughs> yeah, he so, hates everyone. Angry man. Angry man. So, um, it, was, it was a really cool match, but not... I guess the ending. Watching Liger get beat around wasn't exactly the coolest stuff. It was Suzuki taking him apart. But uh, a very touching ending. I'm going to say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, match number five was the match that I told you to watch. This was off the hook crazy this was probably the best match of the entire card fans this, get a chance was, to this watch. was so this was great um iwgp junior heavyweight champion will osprey putting his belt up against el phantasmo of the bullet club yep wow they there was so much going on in this match such good it was great man i really loved it i i'm a big fan of el phantasmo just because he's a friend of mine uh and he plays he, the he dickhead heel yeah, he's such a heel. You see him at, at, uh, at uh, the beginning of the match, uh, the, even the commentators were playing it up like, oh, we thought he had turned over a new leaf. He, went, <laughs> he, was, he was trying to shake hands. And yet, I did notice there are a lot of people in the crowd who wear his sunglasses. So obviously, the crowd yep. loves him too. Great match. Osprey, I got to give it up to this guy. Man, he is an incredible wrestler. Um, these guys had a great match. I can't even begin to tell you the moves and things. Just go watch it. Off the hook, mm-hmm. great stuff. Uh, match number six was probably the one match was wasn't all that great. Was uh, Tomohiro Ishii and uh, Hiroki Goto taking on Takahashi and Kenta? Uh, oh wait, and I missed. Yeah, I missed. What's his Yo, name? Yoshi, Yoshihashi and Yoshi yeah. Takahashi. Yeah. I no? still don't get this Yoshihashi guy. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so let me. Okay, fans, I always skip Yoshihashi because he sucks. But okay, Yoshihashi, Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroki Goto. Taking on Yojiro Takahashi, Kenta, and Jay White. Um, uh, wow! Not another great match. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It wasn't horrible. Right. It just wasn't all that great. Did you get what Jay White uh, said at the end as he was walking up the ramp? No. What did he say? Yeah, he he said to he said to go to about uh, his, uh, the championship about his championship. He told Koto that he's not even even in the fucking picture. <laughs> <laughs> like what? That sounds like Jay White. That sounds like Jay White. <laughs> like jeez. Now, now, match number seven was the interesting one because they had stripped uh, John Moxley of the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship. They had uh, Juice Robinson and Lance Archer fight each other with the winner getting the belt. New champion Lance Archer. Man, this dude has made some good strides in this year since the G One. He has really risen up, and uh, he was really good in this match. So is Juice Robinson, but uh, congratulations to Archer. I've met this guy. I've interviewed him before. Pretty decent dude. Plays the maniac. Good job on him. Really rising up there. Everybody dies when he's around. Apparently, that's what he says. Uh, match <laughs> match number eight was for uh, the con- it was the contract match. Uh, yep. Koto Ibushi putting his contract up at uh, at uh, what do we call it? Wrestle Kingdom against Evil. Yep. Yep. And uh, good good match. But Aboshi just squeaking out the win here. Mm-hmm. And finally, in match number nine, a match I was curious to see for a while now in this newest carnations of where these guys are in their careers, Kazuchiko Okada putting his belt up against Sonata. This is for the heavyweight championship. Great match. Sonata put in a really good effort, but Okada winning the like retaining the belt, walking away. And I believe this is a match we're going to get at Wrestle Kingdom. Yes. Yeah, you believe... Like, you mean you believe that it's going to be Okada versus Ibushi? No, no, it's uh, isn't it Okada and Sonata? Well, no, because uh, the guy who gets the main event is the dude who holds the contract right now. It's Ibushi. 
Oh, she okay, gets the main not, event. Okay, I must have been gotten confused at the end, like because I thought um, they were saying like he accepted the challenge or something. <clears throat> well, uh, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, it will be Abushi. So far, it looks like it'll be Abushi versus Okada. And okay. uh, Sonata put in a great effort. Had he won, it would have been Sonata versus uh, Abushi. But as long as uh, Abushi holds that contract, he gets the main event and challenges for the belt. Okay. Oh, I guess this is another rematch they're gonna have down the road. Lane. Yes. They will. Okay. Okay. That's, yes. That's where I, that's where the confusion came in. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and it's hard to tell with the translations going on, and it's all in Japanese. But yes, yep. there will be a, definitely another Sonata Okada match. Very good stuff. But so far, Wrestle Kingdom looks like it'll be Okada versus Obushi. Fans, I'm looking forward to that. I know you are too, Elio. Yep. Well, you know what else I'm looking for, Elio? What's that? I'm looking forward to a break. We're going to take one right now. When we get back, All right. we're going to talk some MLW, some NXT UK, and talk about tonight's AEW, which we just freshly watched a little while ago. So fans, we'll catch you back in a minute. Hello, this is Miguel Cole from the Wrestling POV Podcast. Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global is affiliated with the Collar and Elbow brand. Go to CollarandElbowBrand.com and save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Collar and Elbow has t-shirts, hoodies, sunglasses, and more. And the best part, you're helping out your local indie wrestlers. And you're helping out the best wrestling podcast of all, Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global. You don't want to miss out. So save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Oh my goodness! What's up? This is Jeff Cobb. You're listening to WPOV Global. Hey folks, we are back. Whoa, I gotta tell you, I feel refreshed. Had some aqua, aqua in me. I'm sure that uh, Elio has pounded back a few beers, probably oh, yes. downed a case of some kind of booze, and shot it all down with wine. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. You know I always, I'm always prepared uh, right before we go on air. I know you are. And hey, just to remind you, <laughs> if you figure you have to speak into one of the three computers you see in front of you, speak into the middle. <laughs> okay. Just say, Just saying. All right. Well, folks, you know what? We are back. Let's talk a bit about some of the shows we've been watching this week. First, we're going to start off with WWE NXT UK. And okay. uh, interesting, interesting uh, offering this week. Um, yep. Let's start off, okay? We we come from Brentwood, England. We have our new announcer, Tom Phillips, coming over. I wonder if that's a demotion. Get <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> to England. Uh, him and Nigel McGuinness, uh, uh, they open up. Uh, they mentioned that Gallus will be taking on Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan next week for the titles. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not sure how much I like that, but whatever. Okay, match number one. And I know both of us were wondering about this. The Wild Boar and Primate defeating Sam Stoker and Lewis Howley. Now, I got to oh, tell you, folks. Dolph Ziggler's younger brothers. Yeah. Um, we were wondering if we were going to like uh, Primate and Wild Boar. Well, yeah, we're going to like them when they defeat two idiots like these guys, man. Holy shit. But smokes. also, you know, you know what? Um, okay. When they showed the, the promo last week, when they said the hunt continues next week, I was like, oh no, because I was worried that we would have to put it back in the book. But then, as soon as um, Primate came out wearing that ridiculous mask, I'm like, oh no. And then he took it off right before they got into the ring. I'm like, okay, that they saved themselves. <laughs> the match was actually pretty good. I, I don't it mind was. this team. I don't yep. mind this team at all. Um, so yeah, Primate and Wild Boar taking the win. Um Eichner and Barthel make it up to the thing. They kind of th- make some like insults towards uh, 
towards the hunt and then lay them out, which yeah, surprised yeah. me. Yeah, Mar- Marcel Barthel uh, yelled at them that uh, this is this man is sacred. Yeah, and then said that they were disgusting animals. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that, that, I'm, I'm interested in seeing that uh, feud, where that's going to go. Yep. Then we saw Jazzy Gabert and Piper Niven getting ready for their match. Okay. Um, okay. Jack Stars. Well, he actually made it to the ring. Jack Stars goes out <laughs> to fight Jordan Devlin, and he loses, of course, because it's Jack Stars. Jack Street. Um, yeah, you know what? I put this in. Okay, go on. Oh. <laughs> well, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll uh, get there. <laughs> Dave Mastiff versus Kenny Williams came up. Actually, it, I grew a little more respect for Kenny Williams. Uh, Dave Mastiff uh, really is a, he's turning out to be a lot tougher of a guy than I thought he was mm-hmm. uh, Kenny, Kenny Williams actually held his own a little bit which I was surprised he's such a small yep. skinny little dude I got a little bit more respect for Williams coming out of this but Dave Mastiff takes the win um, we uh, we had this thing uh, well, we're going to skip some of the crappity craps let's go to the main event uh, Piper Niven versus ja- against Jazzy Gabert um, yeah I you know what I'm done with Jazzy Gabert although Ginny did look good Stays a manager, please. And no don't kidding. manage Jazzy. Just manage anyone else but Jazzy Gabert. Well, you know, together, though, they form Jazzy Gabert and Ginny form Jizzy, which is what <laughs> we call them. Uh, Piper Niven takes the win, but gets a weird assist from Rhea Ripley, of all people. Uh, yeah. who, she, who she got, you know, Rhea Ripley beat her a couple weeks ago, if you remember. And then uh, Ripley comes out and stares down Gabert. So now, I'm not I, sure. I, I, I have to say... Yeah. No, no, I have to say, I kind of broke my own rule because you know how I feel about the uh, spoilers. But yeah. when I saw NXT UK, I just couldn't help it. I had to. So I kind of saw, and uh, there's going to be a couple of uh, interesting uh, next uh, few episodes of NXT UK. Okay, well, good. Well, don't tell us. I don't look no, at I'm gonna, No, you know what? That, I'm just going to leave it at that. The next few episodes are going to be interesting. Okay, so all in all, I'm going to say the match was, uh, it was kind of a hat. It was just better than thumbs, you know, in the middle, you know, yep. it, it was, I would give it a, a, a C plus maybe. No, I'll give it a B. I'll say yeah, it was I'm a gonna B give, match. I'm going to give, give it a B. It wasn't a bad show. No, I mean, there was none of the matches were terribly horrible in here. I mean, Jack Stars and Jordan Devlin was a little bit boring. Uh, Dave Mastiff. The low light for me was the Jordan yeah, what Devlin, uh, the Jordan Devlin Jack Stars match mainly because I'm really, I'm not really a big fan of Jordan Devlin. Yeah, I, I can see that he's kind of a yeah. Uh, for me, the low light uh, the low light was the actual Piper Niven and Jazzy Gabert match itself. Okay. Although I did I think, like that ending when Rhea Ripley came yeah, out. Yeah, the ending I liked, but yep. the actual match itself was a disappointment. I I just. Wanted more from this match, and I felt it underdelivered. It was underwhelming well, for a main well, event. And and you know what? It's not even uh, Piper's fault. Uh, it's more Jazzy Gaber. Like she's just awkward in the ring. She is really out of. I don't know if she's out of shape or just ring rust or whatever, but she does not look good in there anymore. And, and I this used to was love her. her as the I, bl- I believe. I believe this was her first match on NXT UK. Yeah, it's her first match in a long time. I remember her years ago as the alpha female in Eve Wrestling, and. I used to love, I used to think she was amazing. Uh, She looked terrible and awkward in there. Uh, My highlight of the night, Rhea Ripley. Come on, how could it not be? Coming out there, stomping the crap out of uh, of, uh, (laughs) Team Jizzy. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Plus, let's face it, it's Rhea Ripley. She's hot. What was your highlight? (laughs) 
Yeah, no, uh, my highlight, uh, that was my highlight, my highlight of that match. Uh, Also, I have uh, Dave Mastiff and Kenny Williams, who was another one of my highlights. I really enjoyed that match. Yeah, I really did. Uh, Like I said, even even the even the hunt. Yep. So it wasn't so bad. Yep. Okay. Well, getting a little greedy with the highlights there today, but okay, that's fine. That's fine. (laughs) So we gave it a B. All right, moving on now. MLW Fusion. This time it was out of Tijuana. It was out of Tijuana, and. Wow. Uh, okay, where do we start? Uh, I'll quickly run down the matches really quick. Uh, we, we opened up with Selena uh, walking into the building. She sees MJF, Hammerstone, and Holiday. Uh, they're saying all this crap about Mexico. And uh, yep. so she gets mad. She says, oh, you know what? Uh, you guys weaseled out of your match with the Von Erics. They were supposed to defend the titles against the Von Erics. I would have mad too. I got family in Mexico, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, wow. Didn't expect that. Keep drinking that tequila, buddy. Um, <laughs> so then uh, she she kind of says, you know, she tries to goad them into a, a match with her pe- with you know that she'd pick, and Hammerstone accepts the match on their behalf. So she walks away and accepts the match. And this is funny because I didn't realize that at first. I thought she was talking L.A. Park and Heel D.L.A. Park, but no, it gets even more confusing. It is Heel. And L.A. Park Jr., who's another third dude dressed like a skeleton. So, yeah, yeah I thought, okay. I, th- I, th- I thought I'd recognize L.A. Park Jr. I'm like, wait. Yeah, I exactly. Thought was, I thought there was two. Okay, now, <laughs> match number one. Holy crap, did I hate this match. Oh, this Rick, was terrible. Ricky Marvin versus or- Oraculo, I don't know, and Black you know what? You know what? You know what? When, when I saw this guy come out, I saw the Titan. I saw the screen... I thought it was Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> he should have been Blackula. He wasn't Ela or Brownula. I guess he was Puerto Rican. But uh, I don't know. It was... Oh, my Lord. This was terrible match. Um, Very bad. This is everything I hate. Match, ab- yeah. It's everything I hate about Lucha Wrestling. And it was all three members of Crash Wrestling, which is uh, a Lucha Libre thing in, in Tijuana. It was terrible, man. Uh, okay. Not- yeah, yeah, it was really bad. I mean, at least MLW, usually when they bring uh, Lucha wrestlers into the U.S., they, they they work the matches a little bit different. This was work just like a, a, a Lucha Libre match. It was terrible. Didn't enjoy it. Uh, yeah, they called it a trios match or something. Or 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 Kilo or whatever the hell his name was won. Well, who really cares, yeah. right? I don't know okay. if we'll ever see that oh, dude see, again. That's how, that's how much I was paying attention to the match. I didn't even know who won. Yeah. Then we cut to kind of a weird segment where it had like uh, – Brian Pillman getting advice from Low Key, and then he yeah, just gets Brian mad. Pillman with, Brian Pillman with the attitude. Yeah, and just walks off with a, <laughs> you don't know me. And Low Key wow. like, okay, buddy, I was just trying to help you sort of deal. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, so uh, then we have Selena. She comes out, and she's like, she's bragging <clears throat> about uh, L.A. Park, or sorry, Los Angeles Park, uh, going up against Fatu, and Joseph Samuel comes out. And he demands mm-hmm. a match with somebody of her choice next week. So we don't know who it's going to be, but it will definitely... Or no, I guess I forgot. I-, I blacked him out, but good old Jimmy... What the hell is that guy's name I hate so much? I just hate him. Uh, Jimmy Stapler, uh, whatever. I mean, He's he, in our book. I swear, you know, you know what? He makes Seamus look good. Yeah. Because if you look at him, that guy is pale. I mean, I don't think he's <laughs> ever seen this. I don't think he's ever seen sunlight. I don't want to say his name, fans, but it's it's Jimmy Havoc, of course. Comes out, and he uh, 
he says that he's the producer for next, the executive producer for next week's episode. They're going to have some God help us all. Yeah. And he says that he would like to put a match, you know, like somebody in Contra unit versus somebody in Selena's. And uh, Samuel says he's going to take it. He'll do the match. They didn't announce who it was going to be for Selena's side. And that we'd have to find out later, which means they'll probably leak it this week on the internet somewhere, and we'll find out. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he'll put himself in the match in Samuel. Oh, Jimmy, ha- yeah, you know that's. I could see that. I could see that. Um, then we had Alex Hammerstone putting. Uh, it was a champion versus champion match against Ray Horace. Um, mm-hmm. Ray Horace, of course, is the Crash Champion. Alexander Hammerstone is the U- M- MLW. What is it? Open weight and everweight. Uh, national, national Open Weight Champion. Yeah, okay, yep. whatever ridiculous title is. Had a champion versus champion match that went by disqualification, so I don't think anyone actually, none of the belts were unified. Uh, Hammerstone gets himself um, disqualified. Ray wins by, Ray Horace wins by DQ. Um, uh, geez, this, this is so painful thinking back to this match. And then the, the main event, oh my lord. L.A. Park Jr., and that's Jr., that's not L.A. Park. L.A. Park Jr. and Hio de la Park with Selena De La Renta in their corner, taking on Richard Holiday and MJF for the tag team belts. This was a terrible, sloppy match. It was. And it was brutal. It was brutal. It was brutal. And, like, you saw nothing out of the parks, man. No. I mean, they had their – they looked like chumps in there, you know? You know I, I, I liked the parks uh, last week and this week not so much. Yeah. Um, so, in the end – uh, MJF and Richard Holiday take the win. And then it's announced, of course, next week, uh, Jimmy Havoc's the ever- executive producer, and one of his matches will be him. Okay, hey, wait a sec. He won't be in the uh, Contra match because he'll be in this match. Him versus Damian666 versus Savio Vega? Oh, okay. Oh, my Lord. Oh, okay. That's right. I, I forgot. Yeah. You, you told me some of the, the other matches. Okay. Wow. And then. Boy. Joseph Samuel will face will will face someone represented by Selena Dillard. My guess, okay, I'm going to throw it out there. I have no idea. I have not read any spoilers or anything. Wait, who do you pick? Who do you pick? Who do you think Selena is going to throw in there against uh, Samuel? I know who I got in my head. Who do you think she's going to throw in there? Is that guy still around, Ricky Martinez? I think she got rid of him. But if that could be your pick, he might still be there. I'm not sure. Okay, I'm going to go with Ricky Martinez if he's still around. You know, who I'm going to go with my pick. I'm going to go with L.A. Park. Oh, okay. Just, you know, I could be 100% wrong, mm. but I did I did guess the low-key thing last time, so I'm going to go with uh, L.A. Park. Okay. Okay, so overall this week, fans, this was a C-. minus. This was a shit show. Oh, this was... Uh, you, know, you, know, you, know, you know what else was uh, really bad? It was the lighting. The what? The lighting? Oh, everything about... Yeah, well, it was yeah, obvious the, they the, were... the lighting was terrible. The whole production was terrible. It, it was not a very good episode for MLW. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it a C-. minus. I'm sorry, this one's going to get a D for me. Ooh, that's, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, what? Uh, ouch. I, I, I've almost, it was bad. All right, you've, you've, you have convinced me. I'm going to give it a D also. Let, let's dump it down. It was pretty crappy. None of the matches were worth watching. There's nothing that, even though the Hammerstone match wasn't very good, it was crap. Let's give it a D. Yeah, I can't, can't, can't even give you one highlight because they were all low lights. Now, before we get into our AEW report of the week, I want to mm-hmm. quickly look. We got uh, this thing called AEW Dark, okay? Yep. Yes. Now, Dark Dark is the matches that happen that same night as AEW is on beforehand, mm-hmm. before they run the cameras. 
The yep. only part that sucks about this is we get these matches like a day before the new matches. So we get to talk about matches that are a week old, and that part yeah, I don't know. like. I yeah, don't like know, that if, very much. If, if it was me, I would put AEW Dark on the Thursday following their show because this way their show is, the show is fresh in people's minds. But yeah. if, you put it on, if you put it on the following Tuesday, the show is already going to be a week old. Now I didn't remember. I didn't mind the first AEW Dark. I thought it was okay. This one was kind of crappy, except for the main event. Um, yep. Kip Sabian versus the Librarian Peter Avalon and the Concrete Rose Sunny Kiss. Man, this could have been an MLW's Tijuana report. <laughs> it was pretty bad. You know what? The library, this librarian gimmick. I am so done with the. Oh, I'm it never, actually, it's bad. I'm upset. You know what? I can't believe Cody's got my number. Why did he call me? I would have been the librarian. I can tell yeah. people to be quiet. I think you're too drunk to cross the border, my friend. <laughs> uh, anyhow, anyhow. <laughs> ter- All right. Ter- terrible three-way match with Kip Sabian winning. Oh, and then it gets even worse. The team of Hybrid 2, Jack Evans and Angelico, and, oh Ugh. my God, the Dark Order. God, these guys Ugh. suck. Stu Grayson and Evil Uno. Taking on SCU, Scorpion Sky, Frankie Kazarian, Christopher Daniels, and Sima. Oh, man. The I have a order. question. What, what, yeah. what are your thoughts on this hybrid, too, though? They got an interesting look. Uh, you know what? The more I see them, the more I like them. I, I, I didn't know what to think at first. but uh, there's, only I don't... Pro- there's only one problem. What's that? They teamed up with the Dark Order. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, this no, week, Don't but... be hanging around with the Dark Order. Otherwise, you're going to go in the book. Yeah, no kidding. Um... I like this team though. Hybrid two is not too bad. I know Jack Evans. Uh, he used to wrestle longtime partner with Teddy Hart years ago. He used to be out here in Western Canada a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty lax guy. Good to see him in a successful successful team. You know. Okay. Um, and Angelico, uh, yeah. I need to see more of him. Yeah. So uh, terrible. This was just another terrible match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hybrid two and the Dark Order get the win. Uh, then comes the part that blows me away. Okay. Oh, now, yeah. folks, I want you to understand, AEW is on a network, and their show, uh, Dynamite, uh, has, like, you know, it has people who, drawing money, and it has, cons- like, uh, revenue coming in from commercials. Yeah. AEW Dark <laughs> is straight to YouTube, okay? There's no money involved in this. So I'm blown away that one of their biggest guys, Kenny Omega, not only wrestled on Dark, but wrestled a hardcore-style match, a lights-out match. For for some YouTube, I I just don't get it. Okay, takes on Joey Janela in a lights out match. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of crazy crap happened in this. Did you catch Joey Janela landing on the spine of those chairs and bouncing off it? You can't that, tell me that. That was hurt. painful. That was painful. Uh, uh, in the end, Kenny Omega wins. Now yep. uh, I've wondered about this. I did some digging. I'm thinking, why would AEW let Omega, their big guy, do this sort of match? Uh, rumor is it that he was using this as a tune-up match because they're doing they're going to do some hardcore stuff with uh, with Kenny versus John Moxley down the road, and and this was a bit of a tune-up for him. You know, he hasn't this done is, any hardcore uh, matches. This is what I'm talking about. Like, uh, you, could you picture John Moxley doing this hard these hardcore matches in a WWE ring? No, no. So I don't I don't get like why why he's doing it in AEW. I don't know, but. Uh, I don't know. Like, this week's episode of Dark, I wouldn't recommend it. It wasn't that great. No. Uh, and the match, there was a cool stuff at the end, but it's really 
Kenny Omega, you know Kenny Omega shouldn't be in these kind of matches, and it's not cool. Right. Ugh. Okay, let's go into this week's AEW, okay? All right. All right. Um, we have an opening match. It's supposed to be the Best Friends versus uh, SCU. That now, yeah, the, the, actually, before we go on, now, the, this, uh, these were for the part of the Tag Team Championship tournaments. Yeah, this is the first round match. Um, this iteration of SCU was supposed to be Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. As they're coming up for the beginning of the match, they're jumped by the Lucha Brothers, which was I found very odd. I thought the Lucha Brothers were oh okay that okay see guys. Be, because I um, I didn't catch it from the beginning. So when I turned the t- when I turned on my TV, I um, I saw someone laid out. So I wasn't sure like what happened. Okay. There. What happened is uh, Pentagon Zero uh, pile drove um, Christopher Daniels with a package pile driver on the cement, on the uh, ramp and took him out. Okay, so uh, it was uh, Kazarian and the Sky then. Yeah, so Scorpion, Scar- Scorpio Sky come running out, chased off mm-hmm. the Lucha Brothers. Then the referee said, we can't start the match because Daniels is hurt too much. He said, I'm part of this team, let me fill in. So he filled in without mm-hmm. wrestling gear. He was wrestling in his... Uh, Running shoes and uh, blue jeans, and he taped up some, got some trainers tape, taped his arms up, got in there. Uh, okay. Out come the best friends, Trent Beretta and uh, Chuck Taylor. Uh, okay, match. Some weird stuff. Did you catch with uh, uh, Taylor takes off one of Scorpio's uh, shoes and starts biting his foot, his toe? <laughs> what? Yeah, well, that was a little bizarre. That then, should go in the book. Yeah. <laughs> and then. <laughs> Well, if they, they've got enough if problems. He's, if he's going to start doing crap like that, yeah. Well, we'll get we'll let it go this week because it was only once. Um, Scorpio Sky wrestled most of the match without any boots on at all. He wore his socks most of the time, um, which gave the end a very bizarre looking finishing maneuver because him trying to do a drop kick in his socks was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, however, SCU does take the win. They advance to the next round. Um, then we have uh, we have. Okay, this was funny. These guys were showed up, I think, on WWE just as an enhancement group just a couple of weeks ago. But the team of uh, John Silver and well, Silver and Reynolds come out. Okay. Uh, these these guys wrestle in the northeast of uh, of the U.S. mostly. They were they showed up, I think, on it was either SmackDown or NXT, and they were jobbed out by a tag team. Then they got jobbed out here on AEW. Uh, Ortiz and Santana come out in an extremely quick match and take them out pretty badly. Um, then we had this really kind of mini film about Cody Rhodes. I don't know what you <laughs> thought of that. It was kind of strange. oh, is, is, that, is that where he was sitting at his table and yeah, uh, Randy Brandy's was, uh, talking? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it was just there. I I really okay. wouldn't say about that. It was it was all pushing the forward uh, uh, Cody's upcoming match with Chris Jericho yeah. and how he's yeah. focused on the world title. Um, then um, we had AEW Women's Champion Riho. Defeating Dr. Britt Baker. You know, every time I see Riho, I think, man, this chick is tiny. But that little chick is fast and can move in that ring. She and, she uh, can move. Yeah. Every time I see her in the ring, yeah, she she can move. And I now now I see what, what what you mean by she's tiny because she was standing on the apron. And I'm, I'm looking at her like, she is small. Yeah, she's very small. Uh, Britt Baker is like an average-sized woman and looks like a giant compared to her. Oh, and I uh, saw I saw, wait, I saw you talking about her finisher from last week. That, yeah, trying to stick her hand in your mouth and do the What's thing. it called? The lockjaw or something? The lockjaw or something like that. Um, <laughs> I did find it interesting. 
I, I found it pretty cool how Riho was in the hold and then f rolled herself over and pinned Baker while being in the <laughs> yeah. submission hold. So props to Riho. I thought for sure she was going to lose the belt tonight. Uh, Britt Baker just didn't didn't have it in her tonight. Uh, moving on, then we, we could, could we could we be wrong about Riho? I I'm starting to gain a lot of respect for her. Yeah. Her, you know, she pulled off a lot yep. of pretty cool things in that match. Okay. Uh, next, we had a uh, another AEW AEW Tag Team Championship Tournament first round match. The Lucha Brothers defeating the team of Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt. Now, I know you're a big Marco Stunt fan, and you must have been a little I'm bit sure proud of it. you're mistaken. <laughs> uh, fun match. You know, I'm going to say this. is We have been extremely hard on Marco Stunt for quite a while. I got to say he gained a bit of respect for me. He actually not only played the underdog, but he actually had a he had a, a pretty solid showing here for a guy his size. The Lucha Brothers, uh, are they bad? You, you, Sorry? you know what? I'm, I'm going to go back and watch this match because you still see, like, uh, because uh, we've seen him in MLW. Uh, yep. So I, I want to I wanna actually watch closely and see what it, how he really is in uh, AEW. All right, and this is my challenge to you, Elio. I want okay. you to go back and watch that match. And if I've and if it's changed your opinion at all of Marco Stunt, I want you to post it on our thing saying, you know what, Marco Stunt, we were hard on you, but you know maybe there is a little something there. That's all I ask. Post okay? it on post on, on our page. page. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. But but if you look back and and I'm wrong, you can by all means say. Look back, and I think the legend uh, T.J. Logan is off his rocker because Marco Stunt sucks, and I don't <laughs> agree with whatever he says. I I'm willing to take whatever the, the which you agreed, whatever you see. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Anyways, this match, uh, I really have a hard time with the Lucha Brothers as bad guys. I mean, I can see Pentagon Zero; he he wrestles like a heel, but Ray right. Phoenix wrestles so much like a, a babyface that it's <laughs> it's it's weird to see him being categorized as a heel because he does such fun-loving, crowd-loving maneuvers. Mm -hmm. uh, at the end, of course, uh, Lucha Brothers get the pin. They move on to the next uh, next round. Then a very interesting match. I like this match a lot. John Moxley and Pac taking on Adam Page and Kenny Omega. Yeah, this was a great match. Pretty hard hitting. And then John Moxley uh, summoning his uh, inner Steve Austin uh gives yeah, pack the double fingers it, and then and, and gives like the dirty deeds uh move to to pock and leaves his at least pack sorry pack leaves pack laid out who then proceeds to take a shit kick in from kenny omega and adam yeah, page what a heel i mean uh, pack was like telling them what are you doing this isn't an only q bash we, yeah gonna, don't make us lose <laughs> Well, but so yeah. John Moxley doesn't care. <laughs> nope, he did not. So in the end, uh, Kenny Omega and Adam Page get the pin on Pac. Meanwhile, um, Moxley walks off. And then the main event: AWA AEW Champion Chris Jericho putting his match, uh, putting his belt up against Darby Allen in a street fight. And I got to tell you, I'm liking Darby Allen more and yeah. more each time I see yep. him. Yep. You know what? I love the entrance. If I the were in AEW, I'd come out with that entrance on the skateboard. What I really like about this guy is how fast he is. He just yeah. does the spin around stuff. He's just motion. 
It was definitely and the thing. Not, and, it's, and it's none of this flip, flippity flipper stuff. That, like every move he does means something. Has has like a meaning to it. Yeah, exactly. He's not just out there flying around like an acrobat. Yeah. He's really, he's really using his speed to make these attacks. And I gotta say, um, it really kept Jericho mm-hmm. off balance. And uh, he came very close at the end. There, he went. For, okay, there was a part in the match because it is a street fight where. Uh, Jericho took out some trainer's tape and taped up uh, Darby Allen's uh, hands behind his back so yep. he couldn't really, you know, he was stuck without his legs, but then, or without his feet, ah, feet, without his hands. Then he started doing all kinds of crazy moves without his hands, like climbing up the rope, doing flips, running out and doing planches. The guy was like... Yeah, now, now this is the part that I was uh, talking about earlier, um... Jericho, uh, he had the skateboard in the ring, and he mm-hmm. went to like drop Alan right on the skateboard. You can see he dropped the, Alan's back fell on the mat, and the skateboard was just under his legs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have really hurt if he come down on his back on that skateboard. No, but see, see that, see that, that goes back to what we were talking about, like these hardcore matches. Like he dropped him on the mat, so he didn't actually hurt the guy. Right. Um... Good match. Darby Allen definitely looked like a star coming out of here. Yep. At the end, he's he was going up for his coffin drop. Jack Hager gets in there, interferes. You know, talk- I, I didn't like this. I didn't like the ending. With yeah, the, the ending kind of sucked. Yeah. I knew. I I kind of guessed it was going to happen. I didn't see Jericho getting a clean victory here. I don't think we'll ever see Chris Jericho getting a clean victory. Uh, Jack Hager. I guess they had no, to keep him in our fresh in our mind. <laughs> no, I, I I didn't expect him to get like the clean win, but I didn't like uh, that that ending though. Like I I think it could have been different. Different. They could have done something different. I agree. I agree. I wasn't a big fan of the ending either. Uh, but like I said, fans, uh, keep an eye on Darby Allen. Uh, yep. This map this week's. I am going to give this a B plus. I thought I'm, I'm going to do the same. This week's gets a B plus for me. There was, I mean, there was a, the only weak parts in here were definitely, um, well, the women's match was great. Uh, Ortiz and Santana having a squash match kind of sucked. The best friends versus SCU, I kind of didn't like that. It should have been better. Although I got to give Scorpio Sky credit. The guy is amazing in there. Um, wow. The more I look at it, actually, I'm going to give it an A. It's not an A plus, but I'm going to give it a solid A because there was only a tiny few weak things in it. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'll, I'll still go with the B plus. All right. So if we look at this week's, it's obvious that the two points that we put in the kitty definitely goes to AEW this week. Yep. Uh, second place with one point, we're going to have to give to NXT UK. And boy, this is the third week in a row MLW third has gotten zero points. However, I do want to point out, except for this card, folks, the other two weeks, even though they got uh, zero points, they were tremendous shows, and if the other shows hadn't have been so good, they might have been able to steal a point. So uh, MLW has not gone the way of ROH yet, boring the crap out of us, but uh, they have to rise up their game a bit if they want to run with the big boys because it looks like there's some good stuff coming out right now about the other brands. Yep, MLW, third place for three with third week in a row. Yeah, that's pretty good. Now, folks, um, we know we talked about it uh, we're, we got this ongoing uh, thing. We're going to be covering every week uh, AEW Dynamite. And um, meanwhile, the guys over in um, in Wrestling WPOB. POV. 
we'll be uh, covering NXT, and we're going to discuss it and decide which is the better match. You know, like we'll of course watch a well, they all of course watch AEW on a separate time. We'll watch NXT probably tomorrow, and then we'll decide in our minds which is the better, and all four of us will give our opinions. Now, the first week we had overwhelmingly gave our opinion to NXT, edging out. Yes. Uh, this week, however, uh, the, the votes were different. Uh, three of me, you, and Rick Serrano the third picking AEW episode yep. two last week as as the winner. Well, Mimi Goody and Tony Diaz picking uh, NXT as the thing. So three to two. That's a bit of a split. This was a pretty darn good episode. I you know I don't look at spoilers, but I took a peek at what was scheduled, uh, what happened over on NXT, and I gotta say. I don't know if the quality of matches can rise up to the amount of hmm. good matches we saw this week. So well, it'll be we'll interesting the, to see. Well, we'll give it. We'll give it a look either tomorrow. To, we'll give it a look tomorrow. Yeah, me Let's and you see. will probably look tomorrow, and uh, we'll we'll tell the guys at POV what we thought was uh, the better show, and we'll find out on Saturday. They'll announce mm-hmm. which which it was, and we'll reiterate it on next week's episode. So, folks, we had a great time talking wrestling as always. Uh, we're tickled pink that so many of you watching us from around the world, you know, it's amazing. You know, we love, you know, we're, we're not downplaying the fact we love that we have Canadian and American fans. You know, that's always been a given. And, you know, we always hope that maybe you pick up a few fans from England or, or Ireland, which we've done. And maybe you get some of the Japanese fans and the Chinese fans, which we've, we've started to get a few of. And that's exciting. But also getting places like Australia, New Zealand, and of course... I'm always a sucker for it. Love the Russians. I gotta say, privet to all of my Russian friends out there. Thank you guys for continuing to support us and listening to us. You can catch us every week, every Thursday, I believe, on mm-hmm. iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Ho oh, ho! I remembered Stitcher. You remembered Stitcher this week. That's right. And fans. There is a sister show we have called Wrestling POV. We've been poking fun of that, those guys all day. They're this uh, <laughs> tremendous four-man unit made up. Well, I shouldn't say man because two of them aren't men. But we've got <laughs> no. Tony Diaz. We've got Rick Serrano third. We've got Mimi Goody. And we got a puppet. What more can you say, Miguel Cole? Uh, they they take a look weekly every Saturday at WWE. And they, they have a hoot of a show. It's pretty fun. Uh, not saying it's fun of us and not saying they're tough guys, iron men like we are, cause we're willing to work every freaking week. We're not off to Spain or whatever countries, you know, we're not off to vacation in Nevada or some ridiculousness. Wherever we go, we do our show. We're okay? Mr. No Weeks Off. No weeks off, no pain, no gain. There ain't no off season when you're podcasting with WPOV Global. So folks, have yourself a great night. Tune in next week. Uh, pray for Elio. He really needs it. Uh, he will not listen to any of the 12 steps I've offered. Uh, the girls that he's hanging with have gone below sleazy. They're in a category I don't even know how to describe. Just just hope for him, fans. And all the other fans, love you guys. Catch you next week. I am your host, the legend TJ Logan. Elio, say goodbye to the good people. All right, fans. We will talk to you all next week.